This is the Music Therapy Chronicles podcast interview with Jessica Crisp. But yeah, um, if you are out there and you are in a similar situation and you have those gut instincts, um, let that first step being debriefing it with somebody who you know is morally sound. If their first instinct is shock and um, egging you to do something about it. Your instincts were right, and that experience was teaching you that your instincts are sound and your morals and ethics are sound. And so you know in future situations where when something doesn't feel right, you know to trust yourself. Um, Even when it's extremely hard um, and you're having to go against people A, you've trusted your entire life, or B, people that have authority over you. You're listening to the Music Therapy Chronicles, a podcast about music therapy from a variety of perspectives. Our ambition is to inspire and connect listeners through meaningful conversations, just like a music therapy conference you can listen to anywhere. My name is Trisha Kayati, and I am a board-certified music therapist from the New England region. If you like what you hear, join our group on Facebook and share your own insights and thoughts about the episodes. You can also connect with us on social media and online at Music Therapy Chronicles. Welcome back to the Music Therapy Chronicles. I hope you're having a fantastic day and an awesome week so far. Today's episode with Jessica is a really good one. We talk about her 2020 experience of um, finding, losing, refinding, losing, finding again, an internship, what she's learned along the way, and um, her advice, and as well as... um, What I want to say is a very unique experience, but as we talk about in this episode, may not be um, that unique. Um, In this episode, Jessica tells us about um, some firsthand trauma as well as some witnessing of corporal punishment. And so I want to put a trigger warning here that uh, if this is not the right day for you to listen to this episode or if this isn't the right conversation for you to hear right now, then that's okay. Um, this would be an opportunity to to check out one of the other episodes we have. But nonetheless, this is an important conversation. Um, there is some semblance of closure at the end. And Jessica talks about this experience so eloquently and kindly. And um, yeah, uh, this is these are the conversations that need to happen so that they don't need to happen, if that makes sense. These are the types of things that we as a profession need to acknowledge and come to terms with, as well as a society, um, so that we we realize that situations like this are not few and far between as we like to think they are. Um, so to bring them to light so that these types of things are not happening behind closed doors. So, um, this conversation uh, is, is a heavy one in many ways, but again, uh, not a downer, a uh, great, informative learning experience, and uh, I, hope, I hope you enjoy it, and I hope you, you learn from it. Um, that being said, uh, we also touch on in this conversation how interns are getting hours for listening to the show, so if you're someone who is you know struggling to get hours right now with everything going on, And you have any ideas of how uh, on this end of the microphone I can provide uh, more support for that, um, let me know. Reach out. I am always down for a creative brainstorm. Uh, You can reach me at hello at musictherapychronicles.com as well as online at um, Music Therapy Chronicles on all the social media platforms. And you probably already know about MTPC and our pod courses. Our sale for uh, for June is over, but you can still find the pod courses at mtpodcastcollective.com and follow those social media handles, mtpodcastcollective. Uh, jump on that newsletter so that you are aware of upcoming pod courses and sales and all that good stuff. And also um, the Music Therapy Chronicles newsletter. I, I don't like to flood people's inboxes because I am the type of person who doesn't like emails in my inboxes every week. 
So uh, I send an email out about once a month and I include some productivity, self-care, resources type stuff behind the scenes. Um, yeah, a lot, whatever's on my heart and mind I share in that newsletter. So you can get on the newsletter at uh, musictherapychronicles.com. Uh, yeah, so that's all the announcements for today. Let's get into this episode with Jessica. All right, Jessica, welcome to the Music Therapy Chronicles. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the show. Um, it, I've had like a surge of interns reach out to me lately, and you are one of the people who said like, hey, I'm listening to this show as part of my internship requirements. So yeah. that is so cool to me. Yeah, it's been really exciting. Um, it's been like another place that I can really feel like I'm getting more education. I'm I'm expanding my perspectives and it's been really cool because I'll go to my internship like after my drive because I have a really long drive to my internship. I have about an hour and 30 drive Ooh, there wow. and an hour and 30 drive back. And so I have all this abundance of time that I am feeling drained and I'm like, there's so many better ways that I can be using this time. So I found these podcasts and not only am I listening to music therapy podcasts because of my population, I'm also getting to use neurology um, as well as pediatrics and um, music in the brain and just music medicine podcasts as well. So I have like a whole slew of podcasts that I'm listening to. <laughs> I love that. Do you have any you want to throw out and I will link them in the show notes so listeners can oh, find them? Could be like your favorites oh, yeah. or, you know, one you just found. Yes. Um, so yours is my favorites. I actually found clinical population through yes. you. So I'm listening to that. Um, the neurology podcast by the American Academy of Neurology is really good. Um, some of the information does fly over my head, but that's okay. <laughs> but I feel like I'm, I'm being really informed on a lot of the um, new research that's coming out. And then yeah. pediatrics on call by AAP is really good as well. And those are just three that I really like and continuously go back to. And of course, yours is at the top. I always check yours first before I find something else. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, I I don't know if I've ever said, but I, I post every Wednesday. You know, I've mm -hmm. been doing this for a few years now, but I've never like committed to that verbally. Um, but, you know, I haven't really missed a week. So <laughs> I post every yeah. Wednesday. So that's when yeah. to look for me. Yeah, absolutely. I get a notification on my Spotify new episode. <laughs> love that. I love that so much. Cool. So those will be linked. And um, for the listeners, I'll link some other some other shows as well, because last time I counted, um, there's like 12 or 15 music therapy podcasts that have oh, uh, man. have popped up in the past two years. So yeah. so yeah, there's lots of good content out there for whatever your uh, your niche is. Absolutely. Love yeah, that. I agree. <laughs> awesome. So um. We're going to dive into your internship and stuff today, but if you want to give the listeners any other background just about you in general, yeah. please feel free. Yeah. So I grew up around music. My father um, was in a band all through my childhood and wrote his own music. Um, and it was like all of his high school buddies. <laughs> so there was just, you know, jamming in their garage. And so I grew up around that. Um, and so both me and my sister are musically inclined, but I'm the only one that actually pursued music. And I started voice lessons in fourth grade. So I'm a vocal primary. <clears throat> and, um, you know, when I went into college, I believed I was going to pursue opera. Like I wanted to go into vocal performance. I was really dedicated and thought this was what I was wanting to do. And it was my sophomore year of college um, that I was like, this is not it. <laughs> mm. I was so unhappy, so burnt out, and just the overall ridicule and constant critiquing was weighing on my skin. Yeah. And it also just didn't line up with my family values. I wanted family. I, I didn't want to have to travel and live on a, a starving artist wage. And so um, I was lucky that God had placed me at a university that already had a music therapy. So I went to Sam Houston um, State University in Huntsville, Texas, um, and they have one of the best um, programs in Texas. And 
um, I talked to a bunch of my friends that were already in the program. And the more I was talking about it and did my own research, I was like, oh, like, I cannot believe that this is even a profession that we get to do. <laughs> um, and I, I was, I loved it because I feel like God had combined my two favorite things, which is serving people that I love and serving my community and getting to play music and create music. Um, so that's kind of my background of how I found music therapy. Um, and it's actually even funny because before I even pursued performance, my mother was like, are you sure you want to do performance? Um, they have a music therapy program. Maybe you should look into that. And I'm like, no, mom, get out of here. Right. <laughs> and, um, she was right. Mm. <laughs> so, um, but yeah. And then, um, another like little tidbit about me. I have a cat named Cassiopeia after the constellation. Love um, we call her Cassie. Um, she may or may not meow while I'm on here, but that's okay. And then um, I just recently got married in January. So that's another like little tidbit of, you know, COVID stress that added on to us, but we did get married in January. Wow. Congratulations. Was that <laughs> a date you. you had picked pre COVID or during COVID? So we picked because of COVID. Um, and also we picked because that's around the time that I originally was supposed to have start, like stopped my internship. I was when I was supposed to have graduated, which I'll get into. Um, and so we really thought like, oh, I'm going to be out of, like freshly out of college, freshly out of my internship and I can settle down and we can really start our lives. Um, but yeah, I mean, life throws some curveballs at you and it's okay. It's the way it was supposed to be anyways. Yes. Oh, I love that you said that uh, because it's so important. And I especially love that when you reached out, you were just so pure in your t- intention. You were just like, I, you know, basically, I'm, don't let me put words in your mouth. But, you know, yeah, basically it's kind of like I've been through a lot and I just want to tell other people my story and let them know that like exactly what you just said it's all working out the way it's supposed to be so absolutely yeah yeah take us absolutely. take us down that road oh gosh so um it started with um so I got I was accepted to Tier Memorial Herman which is where I'm doing my internship down in Houston it's a it's um the International Rehabilitation Research um no the Institute of <laughs> Rehabilitation Research sorry um and there I'm working with um neurologic patients um, I'm working with stroke, TBI, as well as spinal cord and other degenerative. And we have a brand new pediatrics wing, so I'm getting to work in pediatrics rehabilitation. So that's a lot of fun. But I was accepted to that internship um, February of 2020. And I was supposed to start in July. Mm. So, you know, I was accepted right before with the whole shutdown. As the shutdown's going, I'm being updated by my supervisors, which um, were Amy Mariquin and uh, Megan Morrow at the time. And they're just updating me saying like, you know, these are the rules so far. We're not, we haven't shut down. So we're okay. Um, and then June and July come into play and they're like, um, so everything is shut down. We are unable to take any unnecessary students um, and we don't know when this is going to be lifted. Mm-hmm. In our best um, opinion, it's probably best for you to find a new internship. Wow. And I was, I kid you not, um, I allowed myself one solid day to ugly cry. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, this is my dream internship. Um, I got to observe there before I even applied and I loved it. Um, I thought it was amazing um, and just really felt like, oh, this is home. Like, I feel like I can really grow here. Mm. And so I was devastated, really devastated. Um, and I went to my supervisor at the college and um, she just said, you know, we're going to figure this out. She was even nice enough to give me her phone number. She uh, called me. We we're like talking it out because I'm crying, mm. panicking. Um and she's like, let me talk around. There's a couple like places in Houston that are um, new um, that are, are starting to be able to start taking interns as college affiliated. We might be able to get you placed there. So let me just talk. Um, and so I think it was like a week and it could have been longer, but um, I basically come to terms with like, oh, I'm just going to have to wait till January to figure out another internship. Well, then she called me. Um, and said that there's a college-affiliated internship. I'm not going to give names, and there's reasons why. Um, 
but it's a school for children with processing disorders and special needs. And I was like, okay, it's not 100% the population I wanted, but I can still get the most out of it. It's going to be great. Um, and she even told me, the supervisor at that facility told me, like, we have a new contract with the VA program in the in the area. We are going to work get to work with some psych populations. And I was so excited. Um, and this is kind of where the ethics conversation comes in. I'll just touch on it because we can touch on it later if you like. Um, but um, I was there for a solid three weeks, three or three or four weeks. And the first week I was there was their last week of the summer, um, like courses or a summer camp that they had. Um, and in that first week, I witnessed corporal punishment on special needs. And I was a little shocked. I only saw it on one kid that one time by a, by a teacher. It wasn't my supervisor, by a teacher. And I turned to my colleague because he was also, um, he had been interning there for several months. And I was like, um, you know, <laughs> what? Um, please explain this to me because it, it doesn't set right with me. And he said, well, you know, we believe, you know, every individual child needs individual needs and that also comes with punishment or discipline, individual needs. And I'm like, mm, is that really your policy? So moving on, <laughs> that's just a, a, a toe dip into what happened. Um, and then we get into two weeks where we are planning um, for the next um, semester. Now my um, supervisor there um, was teaching me nothing. I was learning nothing. She had no, um, she basically threw my colleague in the first day that he got into internship was like, you're doing individual sessions, go ahead. And yeah, mm -hmm. so it was, um, and it wasn't even music therapy. We were being used as glorified music teachers. Like I had to look at teaks, which is not my place. Like I'm not, I'm not um, lesson planning, you know, I'm not, I'm not doing that form of education. My my goals are more psychosocial and cognitive and physical, meeting those individual needs, not the needs of the group musically to teach them music. And that didn't sit right with me either. So um, in those two weeks, I also witnessed my supervisor um, lay hands on a little boy several times. Um, she was in a relationship with, a, um, with two patients' dads. And she got into a relationship after she had been treating them for music therapy. So that's a whole other breach of ethics. It's you are <laughs> breaching patient therapist relationship. Um, and so she was living with him. Yeah. And basically raising his two kids that she also provided music therapy for, you know, actively. Uh, so um, one of the little boys was nonverbal. Um, they had he had some complex, complex trauma. And um, he, in those two weeks, started defecating himself. Um, so I saw I, as a music therapist, was like, ah, oh, red flag, because that's a regression. Mm. You know, regression indicates, you know, sickness or some other kind of um, problem. And my first instinct is, oh, gosh, is there something happening at home? Um, but anytime that he would do this, um, she would wail on him. Um, yeah. It was pretty traumatic to watch. And me as an intern, you know, who was, you know, gifted this internship when I thought I was going to have none. I'm like, my hands are tied. I don't know what to do. Mm. Do I confront her and say like, this is, this is, cause it's also, you know, considered her, his mom, you know, at the time. And also that's my supervisor and I have no idea what to do or what to say. Um, and so I go, um, and observe another music therapist um, contracting at the time with this facility. And um, I just kind of watched her and watched how amazing her music therapy is. Um, I just kind of uh, lightly vented and kind of expressed my concerns with just the overall and not learning anything um, part. So that kind of gave me a little bit of affirmation. So that night I went and talked to my supervisor at the college and um, was just expressing, I, I didn't touch on the the abuse part yet. I just kind of talked to her about how I was really unhappy and dissatisfied with the fact I'm not learning. Um, I'm really just being used as a glorified um, teacher 
And, you know, I was awarded an internship at TIER, mm-hmm. at TIER Memorial Hermann, which is well-renowned for Gabby Gifford's rehabilitation. And I'm like, I, I want to be doing so much more, you know? Um, and then she was like, let me, let me talk to her, that kind of thing. And um, at the end of it, I just kind of lightly, like, by the way, how should I approach an authoritative figure regarding um, differences and discipline? And she was like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, I have seen some corporal punishment at my facility. And she gets really serious. She's like, I need you to be very, very clear about what you have witnessed. And I tell her, my supervisor has have, had this relationship and she's laying hands on the boy and he's nonverbal, which is a double no-no in my head. Like you should never lay your hands on your clients or kids at all, mm. but you're also laying your hands on a child that is nonverbal and unable to express himself to let you know that what you're doing is physically hurting him, you know? And so she instantly was like, we're pulling you. We're pulling the internship, we're pulling you. Um, So she had a big meeting with the rest of the faculty at SAM that night. And um, she also advised me to make a CPS report. So I I had to do that, which was um, very interesting. Um, And then they had a debrief call with me later that evening where I just kind of sobbed because I, you know, I should have known to trust my instincts a little bit more was a big thing that I kind of took away with it was that, um, you know, there is a a very clear standard of what is wrong and what's right. And um, even in that situation, I should have known that 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 feeling was telling me like, this is wrong. You need to do something instantly, you know? And um, I was just so shocked because it also meant that my colleague who had been doing his whole couple months that he was there was also going to have to lose his internship and what that meant for him. And he's considerably older than me. He was an equivalency student. Um, And so I just felt heartbroken for him and heartbroken for these kids. And, you know, sad that I was right to trust my instinct that I was going to have to, you know, potentially tear up his family. And um, it was just a long road after that. I had to debrief with my colleague and kind of express some of my um, some of my concerns and how you know I did talk to my professor and she's pulling the the program. And but the good the not the good thing is just that he felt at peace with it because that day we had heard um, our supervisor say that she beat the little girl with a drumstick. So um, he even messaged me right after I got my, you know, serendipitously, like I got off the call with my professor and he was like, we need to talk about what our supervisor said today um, because it does not sit well with me. And I was like, yeah. And I actually disassociated during the whole um, incident when she was talking about beating him. I'd already had like um, two weeks worth of watching her beat this kid. And I was (laughs) so traumatized by watching this clear abuse that I disassociated like I literally like was out of my body um and so after he he talked to me and I was like exactly what did she say because I knew there was something regarding a drumstick and he was like just she said I grabbed that girl and I told her to grab a drumstick and I beat her with it and she was bragging about this to a fellow teacher yeah let that sink in so it was kind of heartbreaking and it was a really, it was a really hard time, but um, I think that there was a reason that I was placed there. Um, like I said, like everything happens accordingly and these bumps and turns that we have to go down in order to find the end of what we think is our success um, are so important to not only our education, but to those people that were placed in their paths, you know, sometimes it's not about us, we're placed on their path. And I really think it had nothing to do with me. It had everything to do with I needed to bring um, an outside perspective to bring some light to an ugly situation. Um, And so I was, I have no regrets. I have no regrets. Um, I'm very grateful that I was there. Um, Nothing happened, so there's no closure. Um, CPS did not do a single thing. They like investigated it and nothing was happened. Um, 
and um, several of those, like all the kids, she has a biological son too. Um, all of them have a past of trauma, you know, from his his father, and then from what I know of the two um, the two kids' mother, um, lots of abuse. <clears throat> And so they already had this past, and now the two parents that are supposed to be protecting them are also abusing them. Um, and nothing was done by CPS. And so, um, and the the school kept her on after I talked to them about it. Um, I talked to the principal there, and I let her know, like, by the way, me and my fellow colleague are going to be leaving. We are no longer affiliated with this um, place. Um, and our, we've reported the supervisor to CPS. And she was shocked and I let her know all the things that were happening and she, um, I don't know what she specifically did. I know there's a board of members that fund this school because it is considered kind of a nonprofit um, or like a charter school per se. Um, but when we checked back in later that fall, she was still employed. So, yeah. So that's, that's that part. I'll move on to the happy ending. <laughs> well, I, 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 I don't want to yes, stop you, course. but I, I want to. It's a to... long story, so stop me whenever. No, I, I want to acknowledge, like leave the space that this deserves. And I want to acknowledge, you took the words out of my mouth when you said you were totally there for a reason. You could not have foreseen any of that, but th- yeah. it was very important that you were there. Yeah. And your strength in not only like, going to authority figures and saying, you know, this is wrong. And I know this in the core of my being that this is wrong. And also, you know, giving up an internship, right? Like there, there is no shame or guilt or any of that in removing yourself from a situation that is truly not serving you. Um, And, you know, obviously this was even deeper than that. So I, I want to acknowledge the, like your strength in being able to do that and um, you shouldn't have had to be the one to do that, but it, yeah. it clearly was important. And the fact that you are sharing this story is even more part of that um, because, yeah. you know, who knows someone listening to this who is in a similar situation and is like, you know, right, this is the push I need to, to do what I need yes. to do. So, so thank you. Absolutely. I want to, I want yeah. to honor you for doing that so much. Yeah. And, you know, like I said, like, on the internship end, you know, what happened to my supervisor, there's no closure. But for me, I found closure. Um, when I left this internship, I, I the only time I cried um, after the fact, I cried a lot while I was in it because I had lots of emotions and, mm. you know, concerns. Mm. But, um, you know, with the first internship, I stopped because I felt a real loss. Um, with this internship, when it ended, um, I only cried because I felt heartbroken for the children. Um, mm. I didn't cry a single bit or mourn a bit about this internship. And I just felt like at peace about it. Um, But yeah, um, if you are out there and you are in a similar situation and you have those gut instincts, um, let that first step being debriefing it with somebody who you know is morally sound. Mm. If their first instinct is shock and um, egging you to do something about it, your instincts were right and that experience was teaching you that your instincts are sound and your morals and ethics are sound. And so, you know, in future situations where when something doesn't feel right, you know, to trust yourself, Um, even when it's extremely hard um, and you're having to go against people, a you've trusted your entire life or B people that have authority over you. Um, Because there's, I feel, it's a, it's an experience I didn't get in, in college. Mm. I never, we, we talked about code of ethics, but you can't really simulate code of ethics. Um, cause it's an authentic reaction. You know, you can't say like, if I was in a situation, I would hope I would do this, but what actually happens in this situation is completely different because we have those instinctual self-preservation, um, you know, instincts. And so, Um, having those really good communities and sounding boards are so important, Mm. so important on your just day-to-day life debriefing things that you're, you know, you're, you're internally dealing with. Cause, um, you know, if you've been taught that your instinct is wrong your entire life, which I know a lot of our, a lot of our generation does, you know, we're, we're taught to not trust ourselves. 
um, if you've taught, if you've been taught that your whole life, um, you need somebody to point you back to, <laughs> to your, your inner guide, you know, like you need someone to tell you like, no, that voice is correct. Mm. <laughs> you are on the right track. Trust that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I was really glad to have, um, been able to talk about that with my supervisor from the college and have that affirmation, like, this is not right. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that was a huge learning moment for me because now I don't think I will not trust myself. I hope, you know, again, I don't know, but I really hope that um, this has taught me that I'm very firm in my ethics. I know my morals and I can use those and those instincts to protect my patients. Yeah. 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 Wow. What a, um, what a learning experience so early on in your music therapy journey. I I don't have better words to say that right now, but like what, what like a deep, deeply rooted experience that, um, like you've, you've just put been leaps and bounds thrown leaps and bounds into your, your ability to, um, discern and to trust yourself and to know where you stand and, um, to do what's best for you because you know mm-hmm. someone else in the situation very easily could have been like I just need to you know hold my breath and make it through these six months kind of a thing to move uh, on to the next stage of my life and uh no well it, and that's what I'm saying like, it, it, I know I commend I know. you I commend you so yeah. so much um because you know me on sitting here listening to the story in my mind I'm like yes I would have done that but you're right unless you're yeah. living it you you don't Oh yeah. And my colleague, you know, my colleague that was there, um, when I brought up my concerns about not only, you know, the children, but also the fact that we weren't learning a single thing. And he, he wasn't what the, the individual sessions I witnessed, um, were more play therapy. There was no musical transitions involved. Um, like not even really any music involved other than a hello and goodbye song. And so, um, when I confronted him, his first instinct was, mad, which I 100% get, you know, Mm -hmm. I am threatening the entire internship that he's worked so hard for. And I get that. And, um, um, but I looked at him and I'm like, then why haven't you done anything about it? You Mm -hmm. know, like you've had almost six months here. Like you, you are accountable for you. Why didn't, why didn't you do anything about your education? Like we worked hard so hard and spent so much money you deserve more than this Mm. why haven't you done anything and then whenever he kind of woke up to the um things that I had been witnessing you know that was the next day when she talked about the drumstick he um you know debriefed with me and he was so heartbroken because he was like oh Jess I'm looking back at so much that I was told was okay and I I don't think it was okay and I'm like yeah. And he was telling me more and more. And I'm like, oh, wow. You know, I only got a taste of it for three weeks mm-hmm. and you were here for way longer. And because he was told by the facility and his supervisor that this is just the way that things are done here, he went along with it. Um, and, you know, we just had this huge conversation like about, um, you know, you, you, our number one goal is to take care and protect our patients. You know, like that is that is what we're here for. And if us being a music therapist and stepping in to be the protector is part of our job, then I'm, you know, we're up for it. And that's what we do. Um, and so closing our mouth for that long is not only hurting us and our, you know, reputation and um, our own standards, because you're, you're learning that this way is correct and it's not, but you're also silencing more your patients you are stealing their voice more by not saying anything because this child who is nonverbal only had one person see it that's had red flags happen. And that was me. And if I had not said a single thing, I would have been taking his voice even more. And I don't think I could have lived with that. Mm. So we had lots of conversations like that. And after the fact, he was like, you know, you're a god. You're a godsend to me, and I'm like, you know, like, like I'm just grateful that I was there to, you know, bring light to that, and also to bring you out of it. And he got an incredible internship in a hospice facility that he learned so much, and um, you know, he looks back at it now and tells me that he's just learned so much, and it was so much better. And you know, like I said, like 
the process may be hard. It may be long. It may be longer than you ever thought it was. <laughs> Here yes. I am a year after yeah. than I should have started. And um, he's grateful and I'm grateful for that experience. And I just hope that um, somewhere down the line, those kids are helped in the way that they deserve. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I'm um, yeah. sending that energy out. Mm -hmm. they, are, they are helped in the way they deserve. always yeah that, yeah more more angels are sent to them yeah. to, to raise their voices wow absolutely wow such a journey not what I expected but I, I commend <laughs> you for sharing and um yeah yeah, I actually just recently did an interview uh, two days ago with my colleague. He went on to do his thesis about ethics and internships. Wow. Oh, I uh, when that is like out or whatever, please yeah. put me in contact or like send it yes. to me or something. Cause, um, Absolutely. Yeah, I will. I think he's going to get some really great stuff. I'm really hoping yeah. that he gets because it's such a, a I think it's something we don't talk about a lot, mm. you know? Um, us little babies are so scared to speak out against our, our supervisor, or even say like, hey, like the way that you're talking to me, I'm, I'm not responding to it well, or um, I don't respond well to that kind of criticism, or mm. um, can, we, can you talk to me in this gentler way or give me instruction this way? You know, like we're so afraid to do that because yeah. we don't want to rock the boat and we're just like so grateful that we're even, you know, learning because <laughs> yeah. it's so hard nowadays to find internships. Wow, so true. And, you know, not to... to put it back in a dark place but there's obviously um so much more in the media coming out all over the world about you know atrocities that are happening that we think are far away and few in between and mm. you know we're learning they're not so it's yeah. unlikely that you two are the only ones out there oh uh, yeah with you know these I, these deeper seated issues that need I to believe be addressed it. you know not just communication between an intern and a supervisor which is important um but yeah yeah mm -hmm. that uh that is like a whole area of study that um, will hopefully be, be yeah. um, dove into more. Yeah. Forward. More accountability. Yeah. More accountability. Thank you. You're, you're doing much better with words than I am today. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> I feel like we're on the same wavelength. We're just, you know, yeah. ping-ponging it. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Um, if there's anything else on your heart or, you know, on your mind that you want to share, I, I don't want to transition away until you're ready. Yeah. But um, if you want to tell us kind of where you ended up after that, whenever you're mm -hmm. ready to do that. Yeah. Um, I think I'm, I'm good to move on. I feel like I've said everything that I wanted to say about that, you know. Um, mm. But so after that, I told my professors I want to take the rest of the semester. So um, I left that internship, I want to say, end of September. Mm. So I said that I wanted to take the rest of the semester and reconvene in January to figure out yeah. where I could be placed. Because um, I emotionally was drained, you know. I was like, I don't think it would be safe for me to practice right now <laughs> yeah. and put myself in someone's, you know, um, care. I need to do some, some healing. Um, cause I just, you know, grieved an internship and then had this happen and I needed to whew, take a breath. Mm. So, um, I took like two weeks off and then I got a job being a para, um, a special needs para at my mom's, um, STEM Academy school in, um, Denton, Texas. So I was a para for there, um, till December. And, um, I really loved that job because, um, it was easy and it still was so applicable to what uh, my experiences are going to be in the future so especially I was working with special needs I was working with 504 plans um, and I was just basically um, an extra tutor um, in their classes um, so when the class was too loud or they needed some extra focus I would sit down with them and help them proctor tests I would go over questions and kind of jog their mind or help them with math and that was the main subject that I really helped with was a lot of kids struggle with math um yeah um but it was really great and it was really sweet um and the kids were sweet they were sixth graders so I was with a sixth grade para um and so I was really sad to leave um I bond a lot I bonded a lot with some of the teachers um one of them actually came to my wedding <laughs> in a short amount of time I was like I'd love to have you there um but that was really sweet um and then in December, I got an email from um, Megan Morrow saying that um, 
they're pretty sure the internship's going to open back up. And they had been saving that position for me to start. So, um, and they told me that in the beginning, like if, if we open back up, you are the first in line if you haven't found anything. So super grateful for that. Um, and it did open and I was really grateful. There's still a lot of precautions. Um, but when we started in January, um, Megan Morrow had left. <laughs> so I had, so she, Megan Morrow's at Methodist in the Woodlands now, which is super great. She's building her own um, NMT program at that facility. Um, and it's closer to home for her and just makes more sense in the grand scheme of the pandemic. Mm. Um, but Amy Mariquin is my supervisor. And um, so she emailed me and was like, I just want to let you know that Megan has resigned and she's going to start this program. I'm going to be taking um, over your supervision. Um, and she was super informative and super um, great with just explaining things and making me feel pretty um, at peace with everything. And so I started January 18th. And wow. so the rest is yes. history. Yeah, I have two weeks. Wow. Two weeks. Oh my June goodness. June 25th. Yeah. Wow. What are you going to do to celebrate? Um, <laughs> so I'm going to Cancun. Oh, yes. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, my parents gifted it to me and my husband Aww. as a graduation gift. Um, they, yeah, they're paying a portion of it. So we're like, yes, we were going to go to Colorado because um, that's what we could afford. We were going to get an Airbnb. And then my mom was like, well, I don't know, talk to your father. He was kind of throwing some ideas around about, you know, an all-inclusive type deal. And I was like, oh, oh. oh okay. That sounds, that sounds nice too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we even warned, um, you know, other plans that we missed. We were supposed to go to Italy for our honeymoon. Mm, yeah. <laughs> we booked that pri- pri- um we booked that thinking, you know, COVID's for sure going to be over oh, yeah. in January. Two weeks to slow it's the spread. Great. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it wasn't. So, but we still have that trip paid for. We'll just take it a different, a different year. We're thinking mm-hmm. about doing it for a one year anniversary. Uh, we're both vaccinated. So we're like, whoa, we could probably go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing to celebrate and then sleeping. I'm just going to sleep. Yes. Um, I'm going to take a little bit of time before I start studying for my CBMT. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just to to kind of decompress and process all that I've learned. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, 2020 was such a year collectively, but it's obviously life continued. And it's so crazy to hear people's stories about like, you know, uh, even in my own life, like 2020 was a crazy year, just personally, regardless of COVID, you know, election and like it, it just, it's so much so much was dismantled (laughs) and like is is still we're all still still processing and navigating and um holding space for each other so I'm glad that you're taking time for yourself and you're taking time to celebrate and that you have um you know you got to have your wedding and like there was some beauty in all of this journey yeah yeah absolutely wow um I don't regret any of it. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it was exactly where it was supposed to. It was supposed to be this way. I think, like I truly do believe that, you know, um, things do happen for a reason, and we may not see that now, and it may have nothing to do with us. You know, our path mm-hmm. may change because we are meant to be someone's light in another person's life, and or teach another person something or we're going through this not for ourselves and our own understanding because we need to learn something, but because somewhere down the road we're going to meet someone that went through a similar situation and you're going to give them wisdom that they really appreciate you know I really believe in those things yeah and I think um we can be in such a rush right to get to the next step or to get it done and you know I was definitely that way with you know get an internship and finish it as soon as possible and take the I think I took the exam like five days after I finished my internship. And if anyone has listened to one of my yeah. recent episodes, you know, I failed. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we can be in such a rush to just get everything done yeah. and get it figured out and feel like there's, there's some end we're trying to get to. We're rushing to some, some ever moving mm-hmm. end point And like it, it, you don't have to do that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Cause it doesn't stop. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you'll no. keep rushing to the end and you'll look back and be like, Ooh, well exactly. there there Quinn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. So, wow. I think that's something that's like a blessing that I feel like COVID has given a lot of us is 
it's forced us to slow down because we had no other choice, Mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And um, I think a lot of people learn things, you know, you're seeing a lot of awakenings and people learn things during this COVID. We're waking up. Yes. Yeah. I'm grateful for that. And I hope that as we um, all continue to venture out into the world a little more, we we remember to be courteous and kind and patient with everybody and Mm-hmm. Um, we take that with us. We don't, yeah. we don't revert back to mm-hmm. what used to feel normal. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Absolutely. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Thank you. Thank you so much for um, for reaching out and for uh, sharing with me and sharing with the listeners and you know doing doing the hard work. Thank you for doing Thank that. Thank you. I, when I emailed, I really thought, well, like, this is a long shot, but I'm going to try. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just a person. Anyone, please reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Even if you just want to say hi, do that. I like, I like fangirled. I was like, I went to like my husband and my friend group. I was like, I'm going to be on a podcast. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you are. And yeah. Oh, my goodness. We'll have to like, do, oh, um, so great. do a follow up, you know, for where, yeah. where things go from here. Yeah. And I do have a little bit of wisdom because I have some friends that are currently trying to get internships and it is hard. Mm. Oh, it is so hard and my heart breaks for them. Um, I really think that there's there's a closer end or an opening up happening, I think. Um, we just need to be patient. And that's so hard. Like you said, we're so we're so fast. We need to get it done. We need to get it done. Um, and I think it's so hard because you can't graduate until until you do your internship yes. so that's the, that's the part where all of us are like oh, I really need to finish yeah. um because I'm finished but I'm not finished you know um but you know things can change in a month's notice mm. I'm finding like and that was kind of what we were told is like every month new things are happening new regulations are happening more things are opening um you know the more people are getting vaccinated the more people are um you know just being precautious um, and continuous, um, continuing, sorry, those um, precautions, you know, the more it looks like the light is coming through. Mm. And I have so many friends that don't have internships right now. And they're like, well, like, I don't really know what's going to happen. And I was like, well, just keep fighting, mm. you know, keep sending those emails out, checking in because they may be overwhelmed and you just need to send like, Hey, I'm still so interested. Um, you know, and sending like good thoughts or I'm sending prayers your way. I hope that you're doing okay. Like even those things, because they are just people just like showing them, like, you know, you're still thinking of them. One thing that I did is I I'm, may not be everybody's cup of tea, but I'm very, very persistent. <laughs> I'm a persistent person when I want something. And so like, I'll send emails um if I don't hear anything back I'll just send like another follow-up you know Mm -hmm. send another follow-up hey um I'm just checking in again I know you must be so busy um but I just want to just put this out there you know that kind of thing um and you never know like some they may have heard something that morning and they're like oh we're able to take interns or you just don't know Mm -hmm. so keep fighting for yourself and the things that you want um but also have that patience and knowing that it won't always be this way mm. and it will end and there will be internships. The music therapy world isn't just going to shut down because we're so needed. Yeah. And there's going to be even more programs now that telehealth is such a, um, a big thing. And it's, you know, it's being um, molded and tested for a lot of us. And um, so for the ones that are feeling a little hopeless, I hope that you walk away from this saying my story, you can have everything planned and it still, still be put on pause Mm. and know that it did work out and you will finish and you worked too hard to give up. You worked too hard and you're too passionate. And those patients out there that you're going to come in contact with in the future, they need you. So it's all worth it. Think of them. Yeah. Oh, so well said. So well said. Um, so I'm, I'm going to circle back to the very beginning where we said people are getting hours for listening to podcasts and yeah. stuff. So if anyone or if you have any ideas, Jessica, um, if anyone listening is an intern or a supervisor and you're looking for ways to get hours and there's anything that I can do on my end from the show, um, whether that be put out more episodes 
a little bit, you know, to help people get hours or anything like that, uh, reach out and let me know. I would love, you know, ideally I'd like start an internship and take 10 interns and pay them all and, you know, be able to do that. (laughs) But I'm not in that position, but I do have a microphone. Uh, (laughs) So yeah, if anyone has any creative ideas on um, how those of us with, with media platforms can, can help. Yeah, I, you know, I'm down to do what I can do. Not trying to put you on the spot, Jess, but if anyone is I know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking. Yeah, feel free to reach out. Oh, man. Yeah, I've done, I've done lots of projects at home um, and stuff that I, like, don't even, they're not even, like, recommended by my supervisor to do. And I'm like, hey, I really think that this would be cool. Can I do this? And she's Mm -hmm. like, Yeah. Like I'm building an intern packet to pass down to the next intern of resources and books and podcasts that I really loved. Um, Just even advice or inspirational quotes um, to pass on to her, just kind of give her a little bit of like a push and say like, Hey, like someone's looking out for you. These are things I wish I had had. Um, And I'm even asking the other MTs uh, in the at tier, you know, like what's something you wish you had during internship? Like, let me know, because I want to give this, I want to gift this to someone. Um, So that's one of the projects that I'm doing. Um, So, and then I'm about to write, I'm about to write out um, MIT phrases, like have some specific MIT phrases, which Mm -hmm. is musical intonation and training for those that don't know the neurologic, um, the neurological music musical therapy term wow but yeah so that's something that I'm gonna do and then I get to count this as ours too wow that's super cool yeah I talked to my supervisor and she was like oh that's super great like you can count it awesome wow I I wish all of that was available when I was an intern I remember like (laughs) I did an affiliate internship too and I like Mm -hmm. was counting the hours every week like you know and I I, I didn't count any of the offsite hours. Uh, that wasn't, I don't think that was an option for me. So yeah, for some places yeah. it, it isn't. Um, I feel like with my internship, it was such an, ex- like not an exception. I'm sure she lets other people do that too. And mm-hmm. I do get a lot of hours at the hospital. I'm working hands-on with my own patients. It's super great. And so I'm getting a lot of experience through that. Um, but I had, we had the snowstorm that happened in Texas um, mm-hmm. that shut down things for an entire week. Um, I had medical issues that put me out almost an entire week. I had some heart, some really scary heart stuff happen. Um, and so I was out for a week and then, um, my supervisor, um, tore a ligament in her ankle. And so she was out for a week. So there's been like all this time I'm telling you, it's been a go. Like there's so much other stuff that happened that has like really felt like, (laughs) something is trying to withhold me from finishing this internship. Good gosh. Um, but, um, so much has happened that she's like, you can, yeah, you can find some ways to make up those hours just because it's been out of our control, Yeah, you know? So she's been very gracious. Wow. That's awesome though. It's, um, reassuring that there are other valid ways to learn and, um, and, you know, mm-hmm. it's a good example of how we can all be flexible, not just in our sessions. Yeah. 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 And she's learning things too. I'll go to her with all my knowledge on all these podcasts that I'm learning. I'm like, did you know that there's perinatal music therapy? Did you know that there's a study about disorders of consciousness in patients that had COVID? And she's like, <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, let's learn about it. Yeah. It's great. So I gave her my entire list of podcasts and she's like, I'm going to listen to them. So I really hope she does because they're really great. And I'm just learning about all these avenues and just things that I like never new or even thought to think of so it's really cool wow wow well we've touched on a lot yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> is there is there anything else you want to share before we go into the rapid fire <sighs> keep your head up you're gonna get there <laughs> believe in yourself yeah love that <clears throat> love that that's it <laughs> all right you listen to the show do you know the first question coffee or tea <laughs> I drink decaf because of my heart problem. Wow. <laughs> I miss I miss coffee so much. Wow. Like a real coffee. Um, but it's been a interesting transition to decaf, but we're here and we're doing it and it's what's healthy for me. So Yeah. Wow. Wow. What a year for you. <laughs> Early bird or night owl? Uh 
I'd have to say probably early bird. I'm more of a morning person than I am a night person because I'm the person well, currently I fall asleep at like nine o'clock because I wake up so early. <laughs> so I have to be an early bird. Um, but I'm normally the kind of the mom or the grandma with all my friends. I go to bed pretty early. Mm, can relate to that. Yep. <laughs> Something you'd tell your younger self. Um, I probably tell my younger self, um, that it's okay to feel, Mm. um, I was told a lot, like, oh, you're sensitive or, you know, thicken up, um, thinking that my emotions were somehow inherently bad or needed to be covered. Um, and the more that my friends and I are doing, you know, trauma searching and therapy and just soul searching, the more I'm realizing that, um, our emotions are so important to not only ourselves, but to relating to others. And so I think I was gifted this deep feeling um, because I was in this profession and I should not bottle those feelings. It's okay to feel. Mm. And I spent a lot of my younger years trying to bottle it up or tell myself that there's something wrong with me because I feel so much so differently than others. Yeah. Mm. Your music therapy elevator speech. Um, so I kind of have I kind of have two because I'm an NMT, so there's like an NMT speech too that I tell all my like, patients and their families. But basically, what I say is, you know, music therapy is a musical use, um, is a use of music to accomplish non-musical goals. Um, and then I say, did you know that both um, sides of your brain? Um, are accessed by music. You know, there's a side that processes rhythm, and there's a side that processes language and, you know, melody. And by using music, we can bridge those gaps and create pathways to heal faster. And they're like, oh man, that's so cool. So I'm like, yeah. <laughs> and then I show them what it looks like, and they're like, it works. Yeah. So. <laughs> it works. That's yeah, right. It it's, does. It's really great. Like, it, it really is crazy to see families that have never seen music therapy before and I'm doing RES or I'm doing MIT with them and they're watching it actually happen and they just bust out crying because they're like you are a lifesaver I had no idea we would even get to this point at this point you know mm. or like I've seen such improvement that's incredible and so it's cool to be able to be like this is what we're doing why we're doing it let me show you how it works and they see it and they're like oh it's magic you know and I do a lot of co-treats predominantly co-treats with my physical therapist, occupational therapist, and speech therapists. And so um, they're like desperately wanting us to because they see it work all the time. They're like, this person needs you to come. Mm. And so I'm like, okay, great. Um, and so it's really great to have a place that values you and sees you and backs you up. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Yeah. Your favorite self-care practice. <clears throat> mm cleaning I know when my life is a mess when my house is a mess <laughs> um and so I'm like oh I need to clean and it's really crazy because when I'm sick um like the first thing I do is clean my space like I may not feel good but I'll clean it and I'll go put my diffuser on and it feels clean so I'm like ah, oh, and this is a place that I can heal yes so yeah cleaning for sure wow good one Something that's currently adding value to your life. For sure. These podcasts, I feel like I'm learning a lot. Um, but also I recently discovered that HBO Max has the entire Studio Ghibli collection, which if y'all don't know what Studio Ghibli is, it's the creators that made Ponyo, Spirited Away, How's Moving Castle. And I live for those movies. Uh, there's just something about the um, artistry and the music that really just breathes life into my soul and makes me feel like kid-like and just like daydream. And so I'm like, oh, I just, I sit down and I love it. Love it so much. Awesome. Uh, your favorite intervention or song to use in a session? Um, so right now I'm really loving to get to use MIT. I got to you know, practice and observe one of my supervisors, because there's, there's technically three therapists at tier right now, there's a supplemental that's being phased out. But um, there is a patient who suffered, um, he was part of our DOC program. 
and he was learning to talk again. You know, he was emerging, um, is what they call it. And we were doing MIT and we would just sing phrases like, I love you. I love you. And we would tap on the hand. I love you. And we would start cueing like, I love, and he would say it. But a cool thing that I got to add on to it was I actually got to um, lightly stimulate the diaphragm. And so since he can't, he's, he has no control over his breath and diaphragm currently. Um, so we would, we would be able to help him voice by lightly pressing on his diaphragm while we are cueing him. So I love, and they push as he's cueing. And he started saying, I love you. Oh. And he started saying, hello, or I want water. And it was just really sweet. And it's, I think it is so cool. I even had a session yesterday where a woman said, she didn't say hello, but she said, hello. Um, and her daughter just busted out crying because her doctors told her, you know, basically to give up on her. Um, mm. She's, there's no recovery and it's only two weeks. It's two weeks post injury. And she's saying, hello, after an aneurysm. Wow. How incredible. And so she was like, you guys are miracle workers. I love you guys. And so that's great. Um, and I also get to sing to babies. So that's a lot of fun. That's another like experience wise, like experiential. I think twinkle, twinkle little star to this 17 month year old. And all she wants to do is be held. And so after we've finally accomplished the things that we tried doing in her PT session, she'll crawl to me because I'm the one singing music. So she gravitates toward me and she, I just sit her and she sits on my lap and I rock and I sing twinkle, twinkle little star. And my heart's just bursting. Wow. How beautiful. What yeah. Examples. Yeah. All right. The last question is, where can the listeners find you and connect with you? Mm. So um, I don't have anything fancy. Um, I just have my Instagram. Let me pull up my name because um, it's not really my name. Um, so my Instagram is that underscore ginger underscore Jess. Because <laughs> I'm a ginger. You can't see me, but... <laughs> um, and then my Facebook is just uh, Jessica Crisp. Awesome. So yeah, plain and simple. Excellent. If you have questions, you can message me, reach out. <laughs> yeah, I will have everything linked as well as uh, a lot of the other resources you shared. And yeah. thank you for being on the show. Thank you for all you have done and continue to do. And um, yeah, for wanting to share. I kind of recently did an interview and um did a, an Instagram story where I was like, it can be hard to, to come on a show and to share your story because, you know, we're in a, indirectly, excuse me, indirectly exposing <laughs> the other parties involved. And like, there, yeah. you know, there can be a lot in that as well as, you know, still processing this yourself. Um, yeah. So thank you. Thank you for, for doing that. It's, uh, it's important that these conversations are, are had and not Absolutely. just behind closed doors. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Um, I'm really thankful to be here. Yeah. Good. Awesome. Well, enjoy the rest of your weekend. I hope that uh, it's a little lighter for you. And um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and enjoy the last two weeks of your internship in Cancun. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> thank you. All righty. What a great conversation. Uh, and I say that in a different way than I usually mean it at the ends of episodes. Obviously, this was um, a heavier one, an important topic, but a heavy one. So um, if this conversation has inspired you or motivated you to, to say something about something you have um, witnessed or experienced, please know that uh, you are supported in doing that. Um, and if you, like Jess said, needed that, that moral compass, that other person to, to tell you your instincts are correct, this is your, your person saying your instincts are correct. So, um, yeah, I just want to leave the space for that, that this conversation deserves.
Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode and for listening to the show each week. If you do, please find us on social media if you haven't already at Music Therapy Chronicles. Um, we still have our patron Patreon <laughs> up and running, so you can um, check out patreon.com slash music therapy chronicles. And patrons have the exclusive opportunity to ask guest questions. So if that's something you, ever be, you have ever been interested in, this is your opportunity to do that. Um, we're going to end this episode with the quote, If you see something, say something. <laughs>